As in any endeavor in life, we will succeed in making disciples when we follow God's plan for discipleship. In this episode, we will learn how we can each experience success in disciple-making when our plans align with God's. When making a plan, people are looking forward with anticipation to what might happen, and they're making advanced arrangements to be successful when it does. This is how we should be concerning disciple-making, looking forward with anticipation to making disciples, and planning to be successful with the opportunities we are given. Simply put, an effective plan lays out a path for success. People who are successful in business have a business plan. Successful coaches have a game plan. Can you imagine being successful as a home builder without a house plan to follow? Having a plan helps to ensure that you understand your role and helps you to be more confident in it. An effective plan equips you with everything you need to be successful. It prepares you to face various situations you may encounter, and it causes you to consider strategies when you face opposition. God has a plan for furthering His kingdom. His plan is through the reproducing or multiplying, if you will, of His disciples. Let's remind ourselves of God's commission for making disciples found in Matthew 28, 18-20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. As we each follow God's directives, we will be effective and successful in making disciples. We've learned from previous episodes that God will orchestrate opportunities for us to influence others in an informal setting and also in a more formal or structured setting. As you listen to this episode, I encourage you to consider ways to best plan for any opportunity you may be given to influence others for Jesus. While I also want to encourage you to begin planning to disciple a believer formally, spending time with them one-on-one to teach them to learn to follow God's instructions and to grow in their relationship with Him. In this episode, and in the one to follow, I'm going to use the words mentoring and discipling when referring to making disciples. The word mentor, or the phrase one who makes disciples, are not specifically found in the Bible. However, examples of these types of relationships are found throughout Scripture. For example, Moses was a mentor, an example of a godly leader and trusted advisor to Joshua. Mary, during a specific season in her life, sought out her cousin Elizabeth for godly counsel. Paul discipled Timothy, and of course Jesus set the example of discipling by continually instilling truth in the lives of his followers. Today, some believers avoid forming mentoring or discipling relationships because they are uncertain of their role or what personal discipleship should look like, or they may feel like discipleship takes more time and effort than they can afford. Some groups do work to pair people together to form mentoring relationships, yet they fail to have a clear spiritual objective or offer training. 
One of the best ways to learn to spiritually mentor or to disciple someone is to observe and learn from other people who have successfully done so. When we look at examples in Scripture, these relationships were intentional and purposeful in teaching, guiding, and training others to walk daily by faith in the truth of Jesus. Today, we too can intentionally and effectively invest in the lives of others to promote spiritual maturity. However, becoming a disciple that intentionally makes disciples does not happen by accident. It takes a plan in order to succeed. So how do you plan to disciple or spiritually mentor someone? How do you know when you're prepared to train a person in discipleship? These are key questions in gaining understanding of your role in disciple-making which will help you plan accordingly. To spiritually mentor someone or to disciple a person is to teach them biblical truth by means of communication and example. Therefore, the life of a mentor should be well-grounded in God's Word and a consistent demonstration of biblical truth. This doesn't mean that you'll be perfect. It means that you are committed to the sanctifying, transforming work of the Holy Spirit in your life. God's plan to reproduce disciples is based on believers teaching others to obey everything He commands through personal and practical application of the Bible. That is your role. In turn, these people will be watching your life closely to see what it looks like to walk in obedience. As you allow God's plan for applying truth to develop into a lifestyle, you will become increasingly comfortable and confident in discipleship. Also, you will experience greater effectiveness in teaching from a position of personal experience rather than merely from theory. In other words, each time you put God's Word into practice in your life, you're becoming better equipped to influence others with the same truth. I find it interesting that before God gave us the Great Commission, He gave us the Greatest Commandment, found in Matthew 22, 37 and 38, where Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Basically, in planning to be successful in making disciples, we will make it our life's endeavor to be consumed with Christ Jesus. Then verse 39 says, The second commandment is like the first. Love your neighbor as yourself. If we truly want to influence people to faithfully follow Jesus, we will each allow God's Word and His Spirit to permeate every area of our lives. We will see life from God's perspective, and the love we have for others and our concern for their spiritual well-being will grow. In 1 Timothy 4.12, Paul encouraged Timothy to be an example of Christ to those entrusted to him. He wrote, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Paul wasn't concerned with whether or not Timothy met the expectations of others, but that his lifestyle met God's expectations. In doing so, Timothy would be setting a Christ-like example for others to follow. In addition to our role of being an example of Christ— A key part of God's plan for disciple-making is that we each be surrendered to obeying His will in assisting others in their spiritual journey. As you plan to become increasingly intentional and purposeful in making disciples, 
it's beneficial to continually be mindful that the potential to influence and train others in godliness is always present, whether they realize it or not. With that in mind, you will want to have a plan for success, so you will be spiritually prepared when discipleship opportunities present themselves. That means that you will be continually prayerful, relying on God's Word and His Spirit, while also anticipating teachable moments with others. As disciple-makers, we are trainers. We train others to walk with the Lord. But the best trainer is not one who asks others to adapt to their methods of training, but instead adapts their training methods to best fit the needs of those being taught. For this reason, plan to be continually open and willing to allow God to mold you into the trainer or mentor He desires you to be. The role of mentoring or discipling individuals is different from facilitating or teaching group Bible studies. There are some similarities, since group Bible studies can assist in successfully developing personal knowledge and understanding of the Bible. However, within a group setting, there are limitations. There is limited personal interaction, for example. That makes it difficult to determine whether each individual is grasping the biblical principles being taught and whether or not they are implementing them correctly in their daily lives. Spiritual one-on-one training enables a person to examine God's Word as it specifically pertains to their life. As mentors, we can then encourage them to consider how each biblical principle can be applied in practical ways in their daily lives. In further considering your role as a disciple-maker, a spiritual mentor to others, it's equally important to consider those qualifications that do not define a spiritual mentor. A mentor, for example, is not a professional counselor. Therefore, you should be prepared to recognize situations, circumstances, or possible behaviors that may require professional qualified expertise and have a plan in place to recommend professional counseling to those you disciple when necessary. For example, caution should be used with behaviors or conversations that reflect potential psychosis, depression, demonic strongholds, self-harming or suicidal tendencies, addictions to alcohol, drugs, or pornography, eating disorders, and experiences of physical, emotional, or sexual abuse, and any illegal activity. Since you may not know an individual's experiences or needs prior to getting acquainted with them, It's valuable to have in mind a trustworthy professional you can refer them to. Since victory can only be found in Christ Jesus, please be conscientious to recommend a professional who will use godly principles to guide and equip people. That means that you will need to do your due diligence concerning licensed counselors in your area. Also keep in mind that some people who need professional help may not be able to afford it. For this reason, Also have a plan in place to refer a person to a counselor who will reduce or waive their fee in such cases, or have a prearranged contact with a pastor who will meet with a person at no cost to them. As with any successful plan, you will want to make certain to be equipped with the tools and supplies you may need. The most important tool you will ever have in disciple-making or spiritual mentoring is God's Word. In formal discipleship opportunities, you will of course want to have your Bible with you, as well as an outline or notes concerning the direction you'll be taking each training session or meeting. 
However, you never know when an unplanned, informal discipleship opportunity may present itself. It's those impromptu, unscripted discipleship opportunities that have certainly motivated me over the years to continue to commit scripture to memory because I don't always have my Bible on hand. That said, I do have a Bible app on my phone, and I carry a small copy of the Bible in my car for easy access. There have been times when God has provided me with opportunities to talk to others about their faith, and they have wanted to see that the words I'm saying are actually in the Bible. I also try to keep paper and pen on hand for those times when a person has no other means to take with them a scripture reference to read later or to provide them with my phone number or email for future contact. In addition, I also keep gospel tracts on hand to use as the Holy Spirit leads. Gospel tracts are small pamphlets explaining God's gift of salvation. Many tracts also answer questions people have concerning salvation or the Bible in general. You can find gospel tracts in most Christian bookstores or online for a nominal fee. Be conscientious to confirm the biblical accuracy of any gospel track before using it to influence others. People use gospel tracts in different ways. For me, I typically leave a tract with someone I just met. For example, if I begin telling them about Jesus, but I'm unable to fully share the gospel before our time together comes to a close, I'll give them a tract to remind them of what we talked about, so they will have scripture available to reference later. Another way to plan to influence others is to prepare a list of Bible promises as a quick reference to use to encourage fellow believers. I've provided you with a couple of promises here to get you started creating your own list. Isaiah 41.10 So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will withhold you with my righteous right hand. Psalm 46.1 God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. By pointing believers to God's promises, you are encouraging them to grow in their trust in Him. In addition to understanding your role and equipping yourself to make disciples, it is important to understand the process of discipleship and to be prepared for various situations and circumstances. For example, there may be times when a person contacts you, asking if you would be willing to meet them to discuss an issue in their life. Without a plan, these types of conversations can catch you off guard. Be prepared in advance by making a plan for a variety of scenarios. For example, if I go to church with a person who is making the request, I typically plan to offer to meet with them before or after church in a room I know will be available. If I don't go to church with the person, and I have never met them or I don't know them very well, I have a plan to offer options to meet in several public places. If I know the person well, I may offer to meet with them in my home. When planning where to meet, it's also important to consider choosing a place where you won't be interrupted by other people, children, or pets. When meeting in a public place, try to choose one that also offers some privacy. Knowing that a person may become emotional in sharing their story with you, or they may not want their story to be overheard by other people sitting in close proximity. Additional ways to be prepared for various situations concerning formal discipleship opportunities will be thoroughly discussed in the next episode titled The Process of Mentoring, where we will cover many of the details involved in the process of formal discipleship. 
For now, let's continue to focus on merely planning to make disciples. If you truly want to influence others for Christ, you need to plan and be prepared for your schedule to be interrupted. What you thought might be a simple trip to the store or a specific appointment may end up being an opportunity to share God's love and truth with a person who crosses your path. If you don't plan and anticipate such interruptions, you may fail to recognize them or take advantage of them. In the midst of divine interruptions, God has taught me that the most important opportunity is the one God has placed in front of me in the moment. I say this because I'm a person who does not want to be late for an appointment, and I want to keep my word concerning those things I've committed to. Yet there are times when I've been on my way to an appointment and a discipleship opportunity presents itself. If you don't have a plan, it can sometimes be challenging to know what to do. So I encourage you to plan in those moments, as with every moment in life, to practice trusting the Lord and leaning on Him for wisdom and discernment. I marvel at those times when I trusted the Lord to say what He wanted me to say and to do what He wanted me to do, knowing that I was going to be late or miss an appointment altogether, only to find out later that my previous appointment was rescheduled or canceled. There have also been those times when I had to explain to another person why I was late or missed an appointment, not that I intended to or wanted to, but in explaining that God had a greater plan served as yet another opportunity for discipleship. Also, it's important to plan to experience opposition. If you aren't prepared for people to oppose or reject what you have to say, you may become offended, discouraged, or even defeated. Remember, your success depends solely on your obedience to the Lord Jesus, not on the response of others to His truth. Therefore, we should plan and carefully follow the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit in knowing when to be quiet, when to walk away, when to speak, and what to say in each given moment. Planning is, of course, what takes place prior to action. As you plan and become greater prepared to make disciples, please also know that there comes a time to put God's plan into action. God has a plan for making disciples through the obedience of His followers. Are you recognizing ways you can participate in God's plan? As we closely follow His directives, we will each be successful in influencing others for Jesus.